Good evening, folks, and welcome to the church on this beautiful Christmas Eve. Hey, what about all this rain we're getting? Isn't that something to be praised God for? Thank God. And I'd like to welcome everybody here, and glad to see everybody. And I'm going to have Kimber help me light the Advent candles. So, Kimber, you just come on up here. Come stand right here. Can you use this thing? Okay, I'll tell you when the, I'll tell you when the light is. Okay, we'll light this one first. This one, this one, or this one, this one, that one, this one, and then this will be last. Okay. I should have worked on this before we started, but I'm one of those last-minute type guys, procrastinator. Okay, we're gonna light our Advent candles, and this night, this night is a night to remember—a night when home broke in on us, a night when we were not forgotten or alone or abandoned. This night, this night is the night when, when here and there became one, when past and future combined a breathless present. This is a night when we are home, in ourselves, in this family, in the God who loved us enough to walk beside us. We gather in the night to proclaim the light. We shrug off despair and embrace hope. We set aside conflict and choose peace. We push away despair by claiming joy. We overcome hate by rising into love. Because this night we know, even in the shadows of our doubts, we know that we are loved. That's what it means to be home. We light these candles hoping to become the light, hoping to radiate light by how we live. We light these candles to create a space called home in this place, in our place, in inner places. We light these candles to declare that unto us a Savior is born, who is Christ the Lord, welcomed home by angels singing and shepherds kneeling. Welcome home by those like us who have worshipped for thousands of years. Welcome home again tonight, right here, right now, in us. It's time to be home. Light the candles. And we light the Christ candle because the light of the world has come to the world. Thank you. So, if you'll join with me in the opening prayer. Lord, remind us that, like Mary, each one of us is a bearer of your good news. We are called to proclaim hope peace, joy, and love in your name. Open our hearts and our spirits today to receive with great joy the love that you have for us. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to uh, open our Bibles to our first scripture reading. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Now this is a prophecy of the birth of Jesus Christ 740 years before he was born. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a sign and, call, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And Emmanuel is God with us. Our second scripture is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. And like I said, this is 740 years before the birth of Jesus. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. 
Well, this next scripture reading comes from uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Now, this is the Christmas story right here. Pretty much the whole story. This is what Christmas is all about. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenus was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in his swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone around about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, suddenly there was the, with the angel a multitude of the, in the heaven, the host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from, the, from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see these things which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The Word of God for the children of God and all of God's children said, Amen. If you be an attitude of prayer. Holy Father, you've drawn us here to yourself tonight, Father. And we've all come here to expect a touch from you tonight, Lord, on this blessed night, Christmas Eve. It's 2,000 years ago as they was awaiting the birth of the Savior of the world. The Israelites were waiting for thousands of years for the Messiah to be born. And when He was finally born, they didn't recognize Him. So Lord, we are here tonight and we ask that You pour out Your Holy Spirit here on each one of us. Let us feel Your presence here with us tonight, Lord. Let my words be Your words. And we love You and we thank You in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Now this story, we've all heard it a thousand times, probably most of us every year you hear the same stories about the birth of Jesus. Well, this is the truth of the world. And when you, 2,000 years ago, when they were waiting for the birth of Jesus, things were just as chaotic in the world as we are in the world today that we live in. It just looks like mass confusion around the whole world. Wars and rumors of wars and bad things happening, but there is a God on the throne, our God. And God became flesh. Now we need to understand this, that Jesus Christ is not just the Son of God. He is God in the flesh. Now the only begotten Son of the Father, 
God became flesh one time. That's what this story's all about. It's about God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then this second verse after that, verse 17, for God sent His Son in the world not to condemn the world, but that through Him the world might be saved. And see, that's good news. That's the gospel. That's what gospel means, good news. And over the years, it's got a bad name. Church has got a bad name from the world. And, and a lot of it's because us as Christians, we don't walk in that love that Jesus loved us with. We, we walk in our flesh, and, and we tend to push people away when God's calling us all to Himself. So this is about family. Christmas is about family. The birth of Jesus Christ is about family. God is a family kind of God. God loves family. He's the author of it. So this year, as you're surrounded with your family, look into their face and you can see God in every one of them. You can see God, because God's creation, you are a part of that creation. And God created us to love one another. There's enough hate in this world. We are supposed to be representative of light. The light has come. And He's poured out everything for all of us because of love. He didn't come to condemn us. He didn't come to beat us down. He came to lift us up. And I'm reminded of this story that about a, a, a little baby, a two-year-old kid, that the mom and the dad said, hey, you know, don't go out there and don't play in that mud pole. You've got to stay out of that because if you're going to get in there, you're going to get dirty, you're going to get hurt, you're going to fall down and get hurt. Well, the, you know how kids are. First thing they do, go straight to that mud puddle. First thing. Start jumping around, fall down, get hurt, and get gravel stuck in their hand. And then they holler for mom or dad, usually mom, and she comes running. And mom will, you know, she'll jump over furniture, she'll jump over a car to get to her baby. To pick them up. And clean them off. Kiss them, tell them it's going to be alright. That's the Savior we got. That's what God did 2,000 years ago. Because we were all lost. We were all confused. We didn't know what love really is until God became flesh and came to this world in a manger. He didn't come in glory. He could have. God, Jesus could have been born in a palace, but no. God chose to be born in a manger. In an old barn somewhere. Cave, whatever it was. But it wasn't luxurious. He was in a manger, a feeding trough. To the lowest of the low, to the highest of the high, God has come to ev for everybody. And He wants a personal relationship with each person. And it's not about religious acts. It's not about how much you go to church or how much you do or this or that. It's about your heart. God looks at your heart. And He wants to live in your heart. And through the birth of Jesus Christ and His life and His sacrifice, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit now for every person, as long as you believe. That's all, that's all that's required. That's what the Scripture says. Now, I can religious people, we can try to put a lot more works on there. Well, you've got to do this and you've got to do that, but that's not what Jesus said. It's whosoever calls on the name of the Lord 
shall be saved. That's the gospel. And that's what Jesus came. He's the exact representation of God. And I've heard people say, oh, what's God look like? Look at Jesus. If you learn about Jesus, if you learn how He treated people, how He loved people, and how people treated Him, that's God. You want to see what God looks like? Look at Jesus. And back when Jesus was in His ministry, a lot of Pharisees say, well, who, who are you? Who do you think you are? And, you know, and He would say, me and my Father are one and the same. If you see me, you're seeing the Father. That's what Jesus was telling them. And that's why they hung Him on a cross. They killed Him. Because a man said He was God. And I know that's, that's for Easter, but we're talking about the birth of Jesus. Why God became flesh. And, and it's a love story. It's what it is. It's a love story. And so, this year, this Christmas season, as you're with your families and stuff, remember, God loves you. He loves you right where you're at. He didn't say, get yourself all cleaned up and get right and then come to me. No, He says, come to me, all you that are heavy laden and burdened with life, with the stresses of this world, with the cares of this world, with your brokenness, with, with anything in your life that you feel like it's wrong. God is here for you. Jesus loves you. And He showed us that love when He went to the cross. But this is an awesome time of the year to remember what Christmas is all about. Christ's Mass. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ becoming flesh. So we could have God living in us. So you're not alone in this world. That's what Christmas is all about. About Jesus and family. And we're all a part of God's family. If you believe in Jesus, you are a child of the Most High God. And that's what the light's all about. And it, you know, and I, I think it's pretty cool how God revealed Himself to the, uh, to the, the wise men when they were coming. And uh, they, were, they followed a light. It was a star. They call it a star. But it was a bright light up in the sky in the darkness. And that light led them right to Jesus. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be that light to this world that we live in. To love the unlovable. To lift up the broken. To not judge. Because He could judge. He's got righteous, righteous judgment. But instead, He chose to love and give Himself for all of us. Because of love. And that's what it's all about. That's what this Christmas season's all about. And as, as we uh, pass the light, as we sing this last hymn, Silent Night, and as we pass that light, and each person lights their candle, that light represents Christ in you. Because when you ask Jesus to come in your heart, He comes and lives in you, and you become a light to the world. Everything changes in your life. Instead of hate, you got love. <laughs> And sometimes that light can just overflow and light everybody around you. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be light bearers, each one of us. So as we pass this light tonight, and you light your neighbor's candle, and they light theirs, that's a sign of how God wants us to love our neighbors 
And you know what? It's even more, he says. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you and persecute you and say all evil things about you. Feed your enemies. Give your enemies drink. And see, that's totally opposite of what the world teaches. The world teaches uh, if they do bad to you, get them back. Do unto others as they do to you. That's what the world teaches. But Jesus taught, forgive them. Love them. Understand where they're coming from. Because a lot of us have broken things in our hearts and our lives that we think God is mean and He's mad at us. But if you look at the life of Jesus Christ and the birth of our Savior, all the love that was there, the love was radiant. You know, and what's weird about this is that, you know, we all know the story, but back in that day when it happened, there was only a very few people that knew that Jesus was born. You know, they heard the, the shepherds went out and told them. And the, the wise men, they went to Herod and they told Herod what was going on. But they didn't know, the rest of the, all of Israel didn't really realize what was happening. It was kind of like behind closed doors. But we got the story now. We know what happened. That God became flesh. And He did it out of love. And like I was telling the kids, our motivation to give our kids gifts and each other gifts is love. That's a motivation. That's what motivates us. Or do we give so we expect to get something in return? No, we give because we love that person. And we're showing our affection, our love to them. And that's how God did it. 2,000 years ago, He gave so we would know what love is really about. Even in your bad days, even when no one else can stand you, I'm speaking from my own experience, Jesus still loves you. And He understands what you're going through. And He don't condemn you. You're His child. So remember that this year, this Christmas season, as you celebrate Christmas. Remember what it's about. It's not about gifts. It's not about Christmas trees. It's about the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. The love of God. That way we can know how to love each other. How to forgive each other. Love the unlovable. That's what it's all about. But God didn't have to do that. But He had a plan from the beginning of time. Because the Scripture says the Lamb of God was slain before the foundations of the world. And Jesus is that Lamb of God. Slain before the foundations of the world. God had a plan to redeem us to Himself because He loves us. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You for this love that You've shown the world, Lord. And help each one of us to be light bearers, Lord. Help us to pass that light to the hurting people around us. Help us to show love to the unlovable, Lord. Like You have shown us Your love, Father God. And we thank You for this season that we're in, Lord. We thank You that You have promised to never leave us or forsake us and that we can rejoice this Christmas knowing that we have a God who cares so much for us right where we're at in our lives. No matter what's going on in our lives, You have promised to be with us and to guide us and to carry us through the dark times. To be that light in the darkness. In Jesus' holy name, Amen.